Hello everyone, it's Dr. Sam. I'd like to welcome you to my Eye Clarity Podcast. This is a show that offers cutting edge information on how to improve your vision and overall wellness through holistic methods. I so appreciate you spending part of your day with me. If you have questions, you can send them to hello at drsamburn.com. Now to the latest Eye Clarity episode. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Sam and I want to welcome you to another iClarity podcast. So we have a very special guest today. Uh, she's a physician. Her name is Dr. Monisha Benot. And I met Dr. Benot on Clubhouse and was very impressed with her information. So I wanted to bring her on. But a little background about her. She is a quadruple board certified physician with over 20 years of healthcare experience. She has expertise in integrative medicine, internal medicine, and something I'm interested in because I studied this in optometry school, anatomic and clinical pathology. I'm very excited because she just shared with me, she has a new book that's gonna be coming out in the fall called The Anatomy of Wellbeing. She also is training holistic health coaches and we'll talk about that as well and many other subjects. So Dr. Benoit, I wanna welcome you. And uh, my first question is, uh, what drew you to researching and studying anatomic and clinical pathology? I'm really curious about that. Yeah, so thank you, Sam, for having me on your podcast today. And yes, it's been great meeting you on Clubhouse and connecting uh, since then. So. I think what drew me to anatomic and clinical pathology is my training where um, I did my medical school training. I actually trained in Europe and they are very um, grounded in the basic sciences. So I had extensive background in anatomy, histology, and the functioning of the body. Um, and you know, when I came out of medical school, I did, I did what I thought was a traditional route of going into internal medicine and taking care of patients. However, that the system that I was working in um, did, was not quite working for me in the sense of I felt like I was helping people. So I actually then explored other opportunities and went into pathology because it's such a complex um, study of the human body. And there's so much to know that I knew that I was not only not ever going to be able to learn everything, but at the same time, um, I was still going to be able to help people by giving them definitive answers. So people don't really know that pathologists are actually physicians working with other physicians. They're, they're the physicians who actually have the answers in the sense that, um, they make the diagnoses um, off of um, the human tissue and human cells and blood. Um, they're the ones who are making the diagnoses. So then the other clinicians, um, like the oncologist, the gastroenterologist, pulmonologist can then treat the patient. So um, yeah, it's a really fascinating field actually. It, it, it's totally like is. being a doctor's yeah. doctor. 
Exactly. Yeah. And just being able to look under the microscope and see what's going on on a cellular level, you know, and I, and even my practice, I talk a lot about cellular health and that's where it starts. Uh, so in your practice, what are you seeing these days in terms of, you know, the health challenges, uh, you know, and how are you, how are you helping people? Tell us a little bit about your practice. Yeah, so I work, um, so I, I actually, since I do have so many certifications, I work both as a pathologist and as an integrative medicine physician. So my pathology side is still um, looking under the microscope, um, you know, anywhere from looking at individuals, um, pap smears to see the cellular changes that are happening from, you know, um, something that's women might be familiar with this, something that's called atypical in their pap smear to something that's called low grade to dysplasia to carcinoma. So I, I basically not only watch it happen, but this is what I'm diagnosing. Um, and then, you know, you can be as complex as diagnosing um, breast cancers. I also have a breast cancer mm -hmm. fellowship. But then in my practice, what I'm doing is I'm really working with the, the clients and, and there will be a puppy appearing here because she just is grabbing my attention. So um, uh, in my private practice of integrative medicine, what I'm doing is I am working with clients for them to understand how the human body works, what they can actually do to make changes and how their daily activities actually make changes in their body. So whether they are living a sedentary life and um, feeling joint pains and aches versus whether they are, um, you know, um, eating on the go and, um, you know, connoisseurs of every fast food restaurant and how that impacts their body's design, really. So th this is what I'm working with them. And then, of course, many people come to me from seeing doctors for so many years and not really having a whole body approach, you know, so including the person, the individual into participating in their care, rather than just saying, all right, here's your diagnosis. This is a symptom. Here's a diagnosis. Here's your medication. That's not my, my way of working. And I think um, that is what has made my practice thriving. Um, you know, I, I, I don't do any advertising for my practice. It's all word of mouth and referrals. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I also think you are doing a great job on your digital branding. And, you know, I follow you on Instagram, and you just have such great uh, information and create such value for people, and they just want more. And one of the areas that I'm really interested in is your, your, your training in culinary medicine. And I know you do a lot of posts on the importance of nutrition as medicine. Uh, could you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so culinary medicine is a new and upcoming field. Um, it is really bridging the nutritional sciences with different diseases. And it, it's a, taking an approach where, you know, we have certain palates that we are used to, we have certain cultures that we grew up in, certain foods that we're used to eating. So how can we take those foods, incorporate them into our lifestyles to also prevent disease or reverse disease? 
Um, and the beauty behind it is that um, there's evidence behind it, that the different foods you eat, how they impact certain diseases, especially the chronic diseases that we are seeing, um, you know, when one in four millennials has a chronic disease, um, that's concerning. Um, mm -hmm. And um, for me, my, my interest really lies in that I see these changes in their, their, not only their outwardly function of individuals, but their, their inner, when we start changing what they're eating, um, you know, they come to me fatigued, irritable, moody, um, you know, and they're just shocked. I mean, they're shocked when we, we start slow. It's not like our, all of a sudden we go from what they're doing to, you know, the complete opposite end, but that even that gradual transition, um, their, the individuals that I work with, their hope that comes out of that, that feeling of now I can actually do something. Okay, now I'm understanding. Um, the best question I get is, why didn't anybody ever tell me this? You know, why, why didn't I learn this in school? And, and you know, why didn't anybody tell me that my protein bars and my, um, you know, drive home, um, you know, picking up fast food was going to impact how I'm feeling today? You know, mm -hmm. uh, why didn't anybody tell me that, you know, my, well, we know about the sunbathing and the years of being in the sun now, but, you know, mm -hmm. why didn't anybody tell me that, you know, the sedentary life, you know, actually would make my joints hurt, you know, that would have, you know, cause all these things. It, it's, you know, we know what we know from our family members, from our friends, from, from the community that we live in, right? So, um, without having that guidance from others, we, we don't really know we're doing anything wrong until we actually have to go to the doctors because now we don't know what to do. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, we, it's the symptoms that kind of bring us to a doctor. And then again, there, there's such a split because in allopathic medicine, it's the fix it model with pharmaceutical drugs and surgery. And, you know, sometimes you need that, but, uh, I think, what you're offering and you know i offer this too is you know we're looking at the whole body and not just the the symptoms and i talk i talk a lot about the importance of the microbiome and gut health and i know you are very interested in the microbiome give us your perspective on how to cultivate your microbiome and how how important it is in the overall scheme of things yeah, so for me, it's a matter of not only diversity of um, the foods that you eat. When you think about 21 meals, most people are eating pretty much um, the same uh, two or three breakfasts, two or three lunch, um, you know, two or three dinners for years and years and years. Okay, so that diversity does not. Um, increase in your gut microbiome, right? So you're, you're kind of maintaining the same bacteria and those are crowding out maybe, like especially if you have a poor diet, they might crowd out the, mm -hmm. the good gut bacteria. But when sure. I see it and I examine um, individuals, I'm looking at their um, antioxidant levels, their vitamin levels. Um, all right, this one is, it's playtime over here. So, um, 
So this, um, so what I'm looking at is their antioxidant levels, their vitamin levels, their mineral levels, their omega levels, um, their um, need for um, probiotics, digestive enzymes. And I find that most people are deficient in the um, basic um, components to make their cells function. And when these symptoms appear, I call them angry cells. They're basically angry mm -hmm. and they're showing up as symptoms. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. when, when I do do this testing and I showed, and I'm, I'm very thorough because I'm trained as a pathologist and a, and a clinical pathologist, part of that is laboratory evaluation, okay? So not mm -hmm. only have I written standard operating procedures for laboratories, but you know, mm -hmm. and validating these tests, I. I feel that I can then explain the test as opposed to saying, oh, this is abnormal, this is low, this is abnormal, that's it. But I really try and explain it in a perspective of how is it impacting your body? And um, I, and I, you know, I see when we start, you know, so something that you'd be surprised, well, not really, but maybe you wouldn't be surprised, but many people would be surprised at how low, we know people are low in vitamin D, but low in magnesium, yeah. you know, and magnesium yeah. is covering over 300 cellular reactions in our body, right? So mm -hmm. there's simple ways of incorporating magnesium rich foods. Um, so yeah. nuts and seeds being one of them. So we definitely mm -hmm. talk about that. We talk about how to incorporate it. Um, if targeted supplementation is necessary, we go that direction. But, and, and I do show you know, I will pull up chemical reactions and, and I, you know, I warn them. I'm like, okay, this is going to take you back to your chemistry classes. Mind you, mm -hmm. I, I do have a chemistry yeah. degree, so <laughs> it doesn't scare me, but you know, it, it, sometimes people are like, whoa, I didn't realize that this is what was actually happening in my body. And that to me, that method has been more effective for mm -hmm. um, having the individual make their own change than mm -hmm. the method that I had practiced 20 plus years ago doing internal medicine mm -hmm. where they would come to my, mm -hmm. you know, the clinic and um, I would give them a drug, send them home and then come back a month later and nothing would change, you know? So sure. to me, this is how medicine should be. This is the future of medicine. Mm -hmm. um, this is what mm -hmm. we should have been doing all along. And, you know, mm -hmm. When I trained that long ago, it wasn't something that was commonplace. And it's only in the last decade that I, I feel that it has become more in the forefront. Um, it's still a work in mm -hmm. progress. Um, but I think mm -hmm. people are beginning to realize it now because not that there's anything wrong with conventional medicine. It, it's absolutely necessary. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say it's not. If, if a patient comes to me with cancer, Radiation, chemo, surgery. Yes, that's what we're going to do. But there's additional mm -hmm. things we can do to improve the quality of life, make your body work better. So, mm -hmm. you know, you validate something really important to my community because when people contact me and they're losing their eyesight, um, you know, it, it's an awakening for them. And I and I say to them, well, we have to start on a cellular level and build that if you don't have that foundation we can do the fanciest 
you know, therapy in the world and it's not going to change anything. And this is also in my pediatric practice as well, because uh, what you're spotlighting here is so important for people to know, like to be able to improve cellular uh, absorption, the detoxification pathways. And so I'm so excited that you're, you're sharing this with our community. And I'm here with uh, Dr. Manisha Benot, who is a board certified physician. And by the way, she has a new book coming out in the fall called The Anatomy of Wellbeing. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I'm, I'm really excited to, to know about it. The Anatomy of Wellbeing is my compilation of how the human body works what we do to impact it and how we can make um, changes to address it. So it's really, you know, I know not everybody has access to an integrative medicine provider. I know not everybody has access to a pathologist and not everybody has access to me. Um, and with that, I wanted to compile some of the most important things that I think everybody should know about not only how their body works, but what they can do to make their body work even better. So in this book, I have provided, um, uh, in each chapter, there is different um, an anatomy points, different um, things about how different organs in your body function, um, how different cells function, what they need to function adequately, um, optimally and then some specific intentional practices really to, um, to take those habits, those daily habits that we have and make them more intentional. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that's, you know, people don't realize we kind of give up our choice when you, we're just kind of mindlessly living through life. So um, there's how do we approach that intentionality? How do we change a habit to a ritual? Um, and then mm -hmm. specific ones that are beneficial and some that people probably have not heard of. I mean, many, many people know about, you know, drinking warm lemon water. Well, warm lemon water doesn't work for everybody. You know, some people it aggravate mm -hmm. reflux. So um, really Perfect. understanding your body, your body's design, how it's unique, um, what you need to function you know, so that's what it's mm -hmm. about. I'm mm -hmm. excited about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I am too. So uh, well, let us know when you, uh, you know, when you put it out. Um, so we're coming down to the end of our interview, but I wanted to know about your program with uh, training health coaches. Uh, speak about that. Let us know about, about your program. Yeah, so my program is what I envision. Um, so being that 95% of health happens outside of a doctor's office, you know, it's happening in between your doctor's appointments. So you go to your doctor's appointment once a year and that's where life and health is happening. Um, and when individuals go home, they're a little lost, confused, not sure where to take this, like what is actually going to make a difference, um, besides the fact that my book will help. But <laughs> in addition to that, I'm working with health coaches because they can be the bridge 
between the appointments and what's happening in the house between the doctor, right? So they can provide the guidance and the tools to um, make these intentional practices um, part of a lifestyle because it's really not what we do some of the day, but what we do, like not what we do some of the time, but what we do most of the time that it's the sum of all of our parts. And that's what's gonna make mm -hmm. us, right? So sure. my um, goal is to have a community of health coaches that are trained at a really superior level. I know the, the health coaching industry is booming, um, but what happens is um, they come out of their six month, 12 month programs, and now they're entering a world where I don't think you can really comprehend how the human body works in that amount of time. Yes, there's a difference between coaching and coaching is in itself one thing, but then you also need to understand why you're coaching it, how to ask the right questions, how to direct them in the right way. And so I apply it similarly to how you go to medical school and when you finish medical school, you don't come out and all of a sudden be a doctor. Yes, you're a doctor, but you go into residency. And then you fine tune that a little bit more into fellowship. So my program is basically a finishing school or a residency of sorts for um, uh, holistic health coaches, the ones who want to take that whole body approach, the ones that really want to understand what's going on in the body and really incorporate that to, to really make a change for their clients. So yeah, so it's, it's a finishing school, it's a residency, call it, call it what you may, the program's called Up Level, um, and it's really to take them to that next level. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's fantastic, and uh, you know, I talk to so many people on social media that are looking for somebody who can help them in integrative medicine and holistic health, so the fact that you're going to be doing this uh, will be a great benefit to many, many people. Uh, so how can people get in touch with you? What's the best way for them to uh, connect? Yeah, so um, I'm, I can be easily found on Instagram. So it's just Dr. Benote, D-R-B-H-A-N-O-T-E. My website is also the same, drbenote.com. So super easy to find. Um, uh, those are my two main places. Um, Facebook, it's still Dr. Benote, so really quite easy. Um, I have, you know, the information I put up both on my social media and on my website has been verified by me. I mean, I, I don't have people who are putting up random posts. People ask me, like, who's making your posts? I, I do each and every one of them because mm -hmm. to me, yeah. it is very important to make sure that the information that is um, going out there is as medically correct, evidence-based, um, mm -hmm. uh, not misguiding. So that 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 has always been a big thing for me because there is a lot of misinformation coming out there, and and not yeah. only from you know the general public, but also from some professionals. So um, mm -hmm. I I. Mm -hmm make sure that what I'm putting up there is as accurate as I can find it to be with the research. Yeah. Done. And I, I want to, you know, I want to ditto that because, uh, you know, I follow you on Instagram and I can tell that you are the source you're putting it out there. 
and I'm the same way. Uh, I'm, I'm writing all my, my copy and doing all my blogs. And that way we know that it's verified, but your wealth of information. And uh, I'd like to have you back on when you have your book come out. So we'll, we'll stay in touch, but I want to thank you so much for your generosity of spirit and coming on today and just the work that you do. Uh, thanks so much for, for sharing your information with us. Thank you, Sam, for having me. Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something from the iClarity podcast show today. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and leave a review. See you here next time.